Yo, 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 it's your girl and boy CT. I'm Cindy Barnes. And I'm Travis Barnes. And we are the founders of the Overcomers Podcast. The Overcomers Podcast is designed to help you overcome adversity and live your dreams. Every week, we will be sharing stories of people who found their strength in their struggle. The Overcomers Podcast is sponsored by Journey 333. And that's a lot of threes, so let me tell you what it is. It's fitness, coaching, and nutrition. It is a place where we help you to look better, live better, and feel better, and it is mind, body, spirit. Today, we're going to help you get your mind right with our special guest. Hello, Overcomer Nation. Today, we're going to be talking about an important topic. The topic is leadership. A leader of one or a leader of many. If you can't lead one, then you can't lead any. Yeah, leadership is important. We're talking about whether you want to lead a company, lead your home, or even just lead yourself. Today, I have the guy to talk to. I got Zachary Paul Hoffman coming to the show. He has his very own Leadership Academy, his uh, his very own book, and a style of leadership that he's really invented. So, Zach, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Travis. Really looking forward to talking to you. Thanks for the introduction. And yeah, I'm really looking forward to this conversation we're about to dive into. Yeah, me too. Me too. I love talking about leadership. I'm always striving myself as a franchise owner to to be a better leader, to serve my family better, to serve my team better. And and I just can't wait to hear about your journey. And I can't wait to hear about uh, basically this SWA philosophy. So uh, I know our listeners will be excited too, but tell us a little bit about what, how this all came to be, you know, let us get to know you a little bit. Tell us a little bit about your journey, if you will. For sure. So um, I guess you could say my journey was one of something I never expected to take place or the path that I expected. Uh, I grew up uh, playing sports my whole life, was really drawn to uh, the sport of football and specifically the quarterback position. And, you know, I loved playing the game. I loved playing quarterback. I loved the leadership that was tied to that position. And it was just fascinating to me that, you know, with the ball in your hands, you can control the emotions of, you know, a lot of people, depending on how you play, performed. And there was a lot of responsibility that came with that position as well. And, you know, it was my lifelong dream to play in the NFL, but there came a point, and this is really, I guess, where you could say my story really turned to the direction that it currently is in. I was 20 years old. I was in college. I was playing at a small college and, uh, you know, I was, I was the starter. I was playing well, but it kind of hit me that I wasn't going to make it to the NFL. It was just kind of a, a rush of emotions, if you will, that made me realize that what I thought was my ultimate purpose really was just a platform. And I had to use this platform, hopefully a football to impact the lives of others, because even stronger than my will to make it to the NFL was my fear of living a life of insignificance. And by insignificance, I mean, fear of not impacting others' lives in, you know, a wider, you know, brighter way. And so I made a tough decision at that time. Uh, I dropped out of school. I didn't really know what was going to happen, but I knew I had to make a drastic decision. And I began actually working uh, construction. After two days in the hot sun laying cement, I said, wow, okay, I made a huge mistake here. This, is, this, <laughs> this, isn't, what I, this isn't what I planned. This isn't the big, you know, dream I've had. Um, so long story short, I got in contact with the guy who actually was involved with American football overseas in Europe. And at the time, honestly, I had no idea that American football was even played overseas. I, I knew soccer was the, you know, the number one sport. I had no idea that football was even played there. And, you know, I sent him some highlights and film and, you know, 
couple of days later, he got back to me and said, Hey, you know, there's a team in Poland. I think, you know, they'd like to like to sign you and go play over there. And, you know, just a week later I had left school and now I was, you know, on a plane to go to Poland, go to a place I've never been, never been to Europe before. Um, but I look back on my experience and I'm so thankful that I was able to really embrace that decision and make that tough decision to, um, get out of my comfort zone. Because what I learned was until you have the willingness to leave your comfort zone and step into that realm of unknown, you're not going to reach your full potential. And as a young 20 year old, I thought to myself now, wow, it would have been so easy to just listen to the people around me. Um, even my family saying, no, Zach, you know, stay here, it's safer. Mm -hmm. But I knew that I wanted something more for my life. And I guess long story short, after that was in 2012. And, you know, 10 years later, I was been in, you know, six different countries, had the privilege to coach uh, as well, coach youth players. And really my experience in Europe is my inspiration behind the book that I've written. And I'm just very blessed that I was able to make that decision. And that's what I try to, you know, preach to the athletes and not only athletes, but the people that I coach as well to really embrace discomfort because that's where you're going to find your ultimate purpose and your ultimate uh, destiny. Yeah, embrace discomfort. You hear that, Overcomer Nation? I know a lot of your fitness enthusiasts, we all have to embrace that, that discomfort to uh, find success. So let me, um, let me ask you a little bit about this book, The SWA Leader, Finding the Good Life. Yeah, I know that we want people to go out and read the book, and they should go out and read the book because you're not going to get the entire book on this episode. But uh, what are some of those points that you can share with us that your time in Europe helped you to discover that you just wanted to share with the world? What I really realized was the importance of being able to adapt and adapt to various cultures. So the, essentially, this book is my experience how I kind of adapted my leadership style, depending on the country and the culture I was, you know, dealing with. Because what I found was, especially with a lot of coaches, very successful coaches who coached at, you know, division one colleges in the U S even at the NFL level who would come over to Europe. And, you know, after a month they would, you know, go back home. And I started thinking to myself, well, why is that? You know, why are they having, you know, these guys who've had so much success, they can't have it over here. And my conclusion came to was they weren't willing to adjust their style in order to fit the environment they were working in. And in order to get the best out of those individuals and those players they were working with. And, you know, just kind of observing, I guess you could say this book is really a lot of observing, listening, and really just taking the time to take leadership to an individualistic level, rather than just having a broad kind of strategy where, you're not willing where you have your own strategy and you're not willing to adjust. Um, the generalized leadership I realized doesn't work in Europe. And for me, I understood how important it was, especially in our globalized society that we live in to really take into consideration intercultural competence and really take time to, especially when you're leading a group of, uh, you know, people from all over the world, it's really important to at least take the time to listen to them, listen to a little bit of their story. Um, because that's going to go a long way in them, you know, earning your respect for them. And what I also realized, and this was so powerful for me, was to focus on emotions rather than the, the story. And what I mean by that is when I would talk to someone and they would tell me something about their life, obviously our lives were different. We grew up in different situations, different, you know, you know, households, you know, structure, different social statuses. 
but I was able to tie emotion to our experiences. So whether that be, you know, they were telling me a story where there was sadness involved. I said, oh, wow. Okay. I've experienced that in my own life. How can I sympathize with them? Or maybe they felt proud about accomplishing a goal. Then you you relate to those emotions when you accomplish something. And for me, that was very powerful. And that's what I also try to talk about in the book as well. And just really focus on those human emotions, because regardless of your gender, you know, your race, our emotions are all the same. We're all humans. And for me, that was a very powerful strategy that I used um, to form this SWA leadership concept, which I, uh, I use a Swiss army knife. I say, we as modern day leaders need to be Swiss army knives. We need to have a strong personal foundation, the handle of the knife, and then we need to have tools, whether that be communicating, listening, those tools that we can use at any time, depending on the environment we are, we're leading in. Wow. That is really, really good. And I love the idea of adjusting your leadership because, you know, for the listeners out there, do you just think that a leader is a leader and, you know, you just hope that you get the right one for you? I mean, because quite often, you know, you'll hear that said, oh, that, that person's a good leader. But also you can immediately hear a description about them and then it's pretty much the same for everybody. However, being a flexible leader, you know, we teach that actually in our internships for coaching at Journey. We say, you know, there's different personality styles. Not everyone needs a, a Jillian Michaels, if you will, you know, like this drill sergeant person, right? Some people For need sure. less or more detail or, or more relationship or, or more incentives and rewards in order to be able to really perform at their best. So I really love the idea of adjusting your leadership. You know, who do, who do you need me to show up as today to get the most out of you? That That's really awesome. And then um, you were talking about listening uh, or focusing on the emotions, Focusing on the emotions. That's, uh, you know, active listening, right? Or, or just yes. you know, really, really being aware of what's going on. The acronym SWA just has to do with the uh, Swiss Army knife or? Uh, yes. Yeah, so it's funny you say that because originally, yes. So I, I had it Swiss Army leadership. And uh, however, when I was actually, you know, talking to my publisher for the book, they told me that there might be some copyright violations with the people who invented the Swiss Army knife. Um, and so I ended up changing the acronym to sensible worldwide adaptable leadership, because for me, that's what really, I could really relate that to the concept because sensible for me means listening to comprehend, not to respond as you, as you referenced, um, really being aware of who you're working with, what, what makes them tick, whether that be incentive-based strategies, whether that be, you know, words of encouragement, we all have things and, you know, strategies to make us tick and inspire us and adaptable. And like you just said, um, you just referenced as well, being able to adapt to the people you're working with in order to get the best out of them. Because if you get the best out of those uh, and on an individual level and they feel important and like they're involved with the team as a whole, then it's only going to make the team overall uh, a function better as well. Yeah, very good. Very good. You know, that's what I really think that uh, people want the most from a leader is to have an environment where they feel supported. Like somebody has their back, like somebody gets them, understands them, wants the best for them. Uh, that's what you're describing. I, I really love this. And uh, you've gone on and worked with different athletes as well, right? I mean, in this style of leadership, is that to help them lead their teams or is that, uh, you know, tell me a little bit about, you know, the work that you're doing today, if you will. For sure. So um, I had the idea to start an academy. It's really a course outlines. 12, 10 to 12 weeks where I take these 
former athletes or even current athletes, um, more preferably, on a journey of transformation because I got caught in this trap as well as an athlete. It's very easy to fix your identity solely with your ability to perform a sport. And when I look back on my life and, you know, really my dreams up to my, you know, when I was 20 years old, I really thought, wow, how much did I short myself in terms of my true overall potential? Because I really found my identity in solely my ability to perform uh, a sport. And, and that's what I try to help athletes learn and understand that enjoy this while you're playing, but it just takes one injury. It just takes one coach telling you you're not good enough or you, you can't play for this team. And then you have your whole life ahead of you. And I noticed a lot of athletes, including myself at the time, struggle with that transition from on the field life to off the field success and fulfillment. And that's really what this academy is about, finding fulfillment and using those skills that you learn through sports and athletics and transferring that and applying them into whether that be being an entrepreneur, writing a book, starting a business, getting into acting, uh, whatever that second passion may be. For me, that's what I try to help these athletes realize is their true potential lies not within their sport rather than use, they're using their sport, like I mentioned at the beginning, as a platform. That's the ultimate goal. Understand that your sport, your, your, how you're performing on the field, that's just a platform to impact others on a deeper level. And that's what this academy is all about. And I hope that um, a lot of athletes, I hope to maybe save them a lot of time for it because what I went through, I didn't know this. And I kind of had to do a lot of trial and error, talk to other people. And so I guess you could say this academy in this course is a culmination of my four years kind of reinventing myself after I finished playing my sport. Wow. You know, I've heard it said that you don't go through anything significant unless it's to be a benefit to other people. And uh, you've certainly taken your four years and now made it a benefit to other people. I love what you're helping people learn because it's taken me so long to learn it. Like, that, <laughs> you know, it's funny, you know, you got to help an athlete to realize, you know, it's, you're not what you do. Well, because that's super important. I mean, because when you no longer do what you do, then who are you? Right. Or, or exactly. like, you know, we have to learn that we're not what we have, because if you lose what you have, then, you know, are you still who you are? Like, you know, I mean, like we all had to learn or many of us learned that during the pandemic. Right. If we thought that we For were sure. Our accomplishments, uh, you know, we're so much more than that. And, and I love that deep dive. And, and this is called the Athlete Evolution Academy. Am I right? Correct. Yes. All right. So that's a 12 week course. And uh, uh, and where do people go to a website? To so visit? actually, you can find me. Uh, the best place to contact me is on Instagram. I, I find most of my my clients on Instagram. Um, but there's also a website you can go to. It's swallleadership.onuniverse.com. And there you can find more information about the course as well. And I'm also on a platform called Bark. It's a it's a bark.com. It's really a platform for transformation coaches. And so if anyone's looking for a transformational coach um, in this realm, not even athletes really, because I've worked with also people who are maybe retired and looking for their next venture, what they want to do, the impact they want to have. Um, so you can find me on there as well. But uh, other than that, Instagram would be the best place to, to, to reach out for sure. Very cool. Very cool. I love that. Um, you know, you mentioned something I do want to ask about this. Uh, I just want to touch on it real quick. Uh, you've helped people uh, to take their skills as an athlete and apply them in a different way. 
what do you mean by those skills? Cause you know, I'm just a little, a little curious, you know, I mean, obviously it's not throwing the football, right? Like, you know, For so, sure. right. What, what are those? So I'm glad you asked this question because it's something that I actually noticed a lot, especially with social media today. I noticed a lot of athletes for them working hard means staying in their comfort zone. And what I mean by that is we, as athletes going to the gym, training, eating healthy, those are all our comfort zones, but the outside world may see that as working hard, which I'm not telling you, that's definitely a huge part of your life and will be your, your whole life. But we have to understand that simply going to the gym, watching film, and that's, that's not part of our life anymore. So we have to make it a part of our life rather than our whole self. And by hard work, transferring those, those skills, I mean, we all learn through sports how to overcome things mentally, physically. And so what I mean by that is, really dig deep and be real with yourself and try to understand, okay, I have the skills. I have the determination. I am able to overcome. I'm able to fight through adversity. How do I use these skills and transfer them into maybe business or um, whether that be, you know, how do I, if I want to be an entrepreneur, if I want to be an author, how do I use these same skills, the same determination outside of simply going to the gym, eating healthy outside of my comfort zone? And so for me, that's really important because the mindset is there already. We have that. We were raised with that through our sport and through our time in athletics. But we have to understand the actual actions that we used to do are no longer just the sole part of ourselves. We have to be more. We have to dig deeper. Um, and so that's what I, I try to preach to a lot of guys because, I, you know, it's funny. I was, um, I was working with a client who is, um, he wants to be an author. And I told him, okay, well, let's sit down, let's map out, you know, you know, maybe we can write about your experiences overseas or because he was like me, he played football as well overseas. And, you know, he said, yeah, you know, I'm working really hard. I'm going to the gym. And I said, wait, stop, stop right there. That's your comfort zone. That is working hard, but that's not you anymore. That's you're, you're still finding your identity in what you did. And for me, that's a huge challenge that I fought through as well. Uh, I thought, you know, when I finished playing, going to the gym, I still love it. And I thought, wow, okay, I'm really working hard here. But I had to really catch myself and say, all right, I'm working hard, but there has to be more now. I have to dig deeper. And so that's what I really meant by that is just really digging deeper, being real with yourself and keeping that same mentality, but using that mentality in another facet of your of your goals. Yeah, no, I love that, you know, because there's people that are in the gym. And if you're one of these people that may be on the cusp where you think about giving up, maybe the summer got distracting for you or whatever that is. And you're on this 20 pound or 50 pound or hundred pound journey. And, you know, you ebb and flow with it. You're up and down peaks and valleys. There may be an even greater reason than that 20, 50 or hundred pounds to keep going because you can take that discipline and apply it to so many other areas of your life when you just push Absolutely. through. And you're talking quite often to athletes who just push through, but this is open to everybody that wants to have a transformation, that wants to break through. Because that's, mm -hmm. that's what this SWA is all about, right? Having the transformation to be the leader for your own life and for other people that you need to be. Am I right? Absolutely. And, my, and what I talk about even too, and one of my sayings is, you can't lead others until you can effectively lead yourself. And that's where it all starts from your, and I talk about in the book, the personal foundation, that's what that means, leading yourself effectively. And that involves sacrifice. And that's why a lot of people can't lead effectively. And unfortunately they rely on their title, uh, you know, in order to, you know, 
I guess you could say have control or have, you know, this kind of egotistical mindset, but in the end, people are going to see you for who you really are. And that's why it's so important to live it rather than to just preach it. And that's not easy because it's sacrifice. And a lot of people don't want to make that sacrifice, but I can promise you this. If you're willing to make that sacrifice, you're going to be much more likely to find your ultimate fulfillment. Um, and for me, there's nothing more peaceful and there's nothing more blissful than feeling fulfilled. And that's what it's all about, in my opinion. Yeah, no, that's really good. Really good. Um, so there it is. If you want to lead yourself into the good life, if you want to lead others into the good life, then the book for you is SWA Leader. And where can they get it? You can find it on Amazon. Um, there's a Kindle version that's on there. I think it's either for free or 99 cents. There's also a paperback you can order. But um, if you reach out to me, uh, either by email or Instagram, I would love to even send a free PDF uh free free ebook over not a problem at all awesome tell us again how to reach out to you so you can email me at zach z-a-c-h dot s-w-a-l-e-a-d-e-r-s-h-i-p small leadership at gmail.com or you can find me on instagram at uh z-a-c-h-o-f-f-1-2 zach hoff 12 and uh yeah i'd love to be able to send a free pdf copy to whoever's interested there it is get your free pdf Leader one, leader of many, can't lead yourself, can't lead any. So be sure to lead yourself well and let Zach help you out. Thank you, Zach, for being on the show. We appreciate you. Thank you. Thank you, Travis. Really appreciate it. Thanks for listening, Overcomer Nation. Make sure if you haven't already, give us a five-star rating. Make sure that you share this and subscribe so you can see all of our future content. That's right. And if you'd like to be a guest on a future show, go to overcomers-podcast.com. If you're interested in our franchise opportunities with Journey 333, then go to www.journeyfitness333.com. And finally, if you like what you heard today and you feel like you're somebody that needs a bit more coaching, go to travisbarnes.com.